Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I sit down with Matthew Swanson of Lamb Chop. Yeah. It's a little Zoom one. Uh, I have a little chat from, uh, from his home in Tennessee. And, uh, and it's a lovely natter, and you're about to hear it. Um, before we, uh, we kick off that chat, just a few thank yous. Uh, thank you to Scroobius Pip and everybody over at the Distraction Pieces Network. Um, big thanks to 76 for producing this podcast. And I just want to take this opportunity to thank you lot. Because uh, this is the first podcast I've recorded in 2021. Recording this one on the 3rd of January. Not 100% sure what day it's going to come out on. But just want to say thank you very much. Because in 2020, um, one of the things that really kept me sane um, in, in a, you know, a, a very strange year for, for everybody, I'm sure, um, was the fact that so many of the things that I do for a living come to a grinding halt, uh, which meant that I got to really focus on, on trying to develop this podcast and, and, and the guests and, and being able to take advantage of recording remotely over the, you know, what become, a, I guess, a, a constant in all of our lives, which is Zoom. And, and I just want to say thanks. Um, the listenership of the podcast has grown uh, in 2020 and, and it's really enabled me to kind of keep my head straight and to, you know, indulge in some wonderful conversations with some beautiful people um, and, and just talk about their creative journey, which is something that just inspires me and interests me and excites me. And if any of you get, you know, any kind of fraction of joy from that, these conversations, then, then I'm doing my job. And, 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 you know, I've had a few nice messages um, over the Christmas New Year break from people just saying, you know, thanks loads for the podcast that you've been putting out. You know, I've had them on my headphones while I've been going for a walk or, or, or whatever, you know, but I've had some, some really nice messages, you know, talking about the, you know, that the people are getting some joy from this, which is amazing. And it's a real bonus that, you know, that, that people are enjoying this because it is, you know, a pure labor of love. And I, love doing it i really really do so it was just an opportunity just to say thank you thank you for supporting the podcast and uh and helping me kind of yeah grow you know grow what i'm doing with off the beaten track and uh and it almost seems weird now to go 
And by the way, um, but you know if you've listened to this podcast before that I always put in a plug for the Patreon. And uh, and today um, over on the Patreon page, which if you don't know what Patreon is, it's like a um, it's like a social media feed really. And you know you can post episodes on there, you can post videos on their chats and stuff like that. And so it's a kind of open page really where you know I post stuff up and you know and I have a chat with all the, the Patreons about it and stuff and and what I'm going to do is I'm going to start doing Zoom chats uh, where all the Patreons can sort of log in and, and we'll ask the questions you know we'll say you know what is the song that soundtrack you're using in Clubland and, and we'll all have a chat and uh, and maybe record it and put it out on, on Patreon um, but yeah so what you also get um, if you do decide to support the podcast on Patreon is access to over 250 radio shows uh, that I've recorded um, over the last year. Loads of bespoke video episodes. You can watch my chats with, you know, the likes of Tommy Lee, Melanie C, Chuck D, um, gosh, Maxine Peake, um, Fatboy Slim. You can head over to, you know, to the Patreon. You can watch all them conversations as well. Um, and also unique episodes that, that I don't put out over on uh, the usual listening uh, places. So um, if you want to back the, the podcast and, and, you know, and share a little bit of love from it, it's, it's a thing like about 70p a, a week, I think. And, uh, and each week you'll get like four shows as well. And, it, and it, you know, it's just it's a couple of pennies in the pot to help you know, cover the cost of doing this podcast. And, uh, and, it's, and it's much appreciated. Oh, look at that. I'm four minutes 29 in. And we've not even actually started the chat. But I just wanted to get that out of the way. Just a big thank you. And uh, it, it means it, it means a lot that you just supported the podcast this year. So, yeah, much love. Let's get on with today's episode. Please enjoy Off The Beat and Track podcast. Matthew Swanson of Lamb Chop. It's Off The Beat and Track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, stew with him. Okay, we are recording. Sitting opposite me today via the means of Zoom, Matthew Swanson of Lamb Chop. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. So, so for the purpose of the listener, we're recording this on the 3rd of January. Um, the UK is currently in a, seems to be a, a fast escalating um, lockdown. Uh, it seems to be kind of all... It's, it's not, yeah, the, the the pandemic seems to be spiralling again in the UK. Whereabouts are you, and 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 what's the what's the situation like where you are, Matt? I am in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, recently Tennessee was number one in COVID hospitalizations. Oh just wow! Just a few days ago, we hit number one in the country, um, and we are a state with a Republican governor. There was no cohesive mask mandate, so it was more do as you please. And that is why we are in the position we are in at the beginning of the new year. Shit. It's not good. Yeah. So let, let's just sort of touch on, 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 on 2020 before we, we, we start talking records, because it's something that it's, it's impossible for me to start these interviews with guests now and, and not touch on you know the the, the 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 climate that we're currently living in and have been for you know almost ten months now um how have you found um the last oh, ten months matt as both a human being and and as a creative 
I think initially back in March when it was becoming apparent that it was really beginning to pick up steam here. Uh, as a fairly hermetic person, I was prepared for that initial wave of staying put. That was, that was okay. But the gravity of it really became apparent by the end of March, April. And I think like a lot of people, I've probably gone in a few weeks of having pure panic Yeah. about, you know, concerns about my mother who was 84 and uh, eventually having to go see her. It was necessary because she was moving. So that would, that would have been my first uh, departure from Nashville in those 10 months. And of course we were fully masked the whole time and, it's uh it has been uh, a bit uh depressing on top of what happens with our government as you know mm -hmm. as you're watching as you probably hear about every day yep uh but at the same time uh i i did manage to continue to try to play music at home and exchange it with with lamb chop and with other friends and you know, it, it, that part was okay. There's not much money to be made at this point in my life, but uh, the creative side of things is still, is still happening. Do you find that a welcome distraction from, from everything else? It is, it, is, it is absolutely purely a therapeutic distraction that I am so grateful to have, Wonderful. to be able to exchange music with people and, and still maintain... You know, I'm I'm very very much a homebody. So I venture out for groceries. I don't like doing it, but I do. And uh, extremely limited contact. I've I've seen one member of the band, but we only meet outside. No one has really come in the house since March 14th. Crazy, right? Yeah. It is. Absolutely. And time is, time is flying, and uh, there's just such a odd combination of disturbing events on any given day. Yeah, yeah. But well, uh, should we... yeah, my turntable works, so I'm, Good. I'm hanging in there. Good. <laughs> well, that, that's one of the things that, speaking to so many people um, in these last or 10 months, that, that have just found music to be that, that you know, a, a constant comfort. You know that is the thing you can always turn to, and it's always there. So, so let's 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 talk about some great records, and uh, and we'll we'll start your playlist now, Matt. And and for track one, I'm going to ask you to tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro, please. Uh, the uh, well, this was uh, a song that I've discussed before because of the intro with uh, a, a friend that we might share. You might know John Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Mancunian we, we punk had, writer and yeah, yeah. We 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 had a we had a discussion some years ago when the membranes played here about how much we adore the intro to uh, the Stranglers. Um, I, when I listen to it, it sounds like four guys that are really appreciating each other in a room recording. It has such a uh, a great build up to the body of the song. 
And it's just a interesting combination of parts well, and changes. One of the things that I, I like to ask musicians when they they come on the podcast, and I guess I wouldn't necessarily say it's it's a question I would generally direct at uh, uh, somebody in 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 Lamb Chop, but I'm I'm going to ask you anyway, really, and and it's just over the the duration of time that you've you've been playing music the way that people listen to that music has vastly changed, you know, from, I guess, originally everything being on vinyl. And yes, there is a resurgence in vinyl, but, you know, a lot of people consume their media now via streaming services. Um, mm. And what that seems to have done in, in some areas of music and some genres, it's, it's, it's kind of sport you for choice. And it's, it's kind of maybe made attention spans shorter. And and I just wonder now, when I hear records on the radio, I'm hearing more and more songs now starting with a chorus rather than maybe a more traditional format. And uh, and I just wonder, you know, in a world where everything is moving so fast and there is so much distraction when you're listening or watching something on YouTube or listening to something on Spotify, them constant niggling things down the side of the screen saying you might like this you might like this have you tried this fans of this band like this which has got so many positives as well i don't want to come on here and and sound like a granddad going it's not like how it used to be but i just mm. wonder I'm, I'm going right the way around the houses here to get to this question but i just wonder have any of these things kind of filtered through into how it affects you songwriting A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, uh... Do you get where I'm going with a question, Matt? I think, are you asking because of a shorter attention span and the speed at which people click between songs, do you think that a, a, a musician or an artist wants to cut to the chase and get right to yes, the chorus? I guess and so. And use that right out of the gate? Yeah. Which is, I suppose, in songwriting terms, it's something that's not too uncommon mm. to maybe come right out of the gate with your chorus. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I found your question interesting because, uh, and I, I'm sorry that I drew a blank on it. There, I have been thinking about intros for, <laughs> you know, some days now. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I like what the Stranglers do. They do it often. I think they have other really grandiose intros. And it's crazy where, where you feel like your your mind is wandered to. And then you're, you're, you get back into the top of what, for, for instance, if you is about to sing or JJ, you, you've been taken somewhere else briefly. Mm. And then they begin it. I'm not sure if Kurt in Lamb Chop uh, has too many premeditated ideas about beginning with a so-called chorus. I think it just takes a while when you're rehearsing. Maybe there's a an agreement about what might sound good, and just to mix it up a bit too. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I thought I'd ask the question, but I, that that question, I guess, is generally tailored towards a more pop approach to you know mainstream pop music. That seems to be shortening the, the length of the song seems to be getting shorter and I, I guess it's it's more aimed at that kind of more mainstream pop artist I guess um well I'm going to take you back for track two uh Matt I'm going to ask you the first song that you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you please I thought about this for a while and I realized it was the the song feeling groovy by Harper's Bazaar, which seemed to be the version that I heard growing up in South Florida. We had really nice uh, radio stations when I was growing up. So for whatever reason, that song was on quite a lot. And I think I recall sitting in the back of the station wagon, hearing it while my parents were driving, and it, it stuck with me. I think I really liked the sensation of the mood it created this is a good feeling feeling groovy did you have any and kind of concept know. you didn't mm -hmm. you didn't have any idea who it was by i had no idea i was i was an adult when someone said you know that's uh, not by harper's bazaar so to find out simon and garfunkel was also a, a great uh, late late stage uh, epiphany yeah um, hearing that, like, what do you think that emotion was? Uh, I think as a four or five-year-old, when you realize that uh, vocals, guitars, melodies can give you goosebumps, you realize you're in the presence of something supernatural. Have you, have you looked into... Um the kind of science of, of goosebumps. No. It was, I, I always ask this if someone mentions that because um, I, had, um, I, I had a guy on that, that, that runs a, a record label, Transgressive, in the UK. And, uh, and, and, I, and I was chatting away to him and he was, he, 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 on one of the tracks he picked um, one of the, the latter um, songs from Michael Jackson's catalogue. And, mm. uh, and I'd, I'd kind of... I guess like a lot of people sort of dialed out after bad and, you know, it, it, I wasn't that keen. And he brought it to my attention that he'd kind of used this, this he's kind of gone into the science of what tones and, because not everybody can get goosebumps. It's, it's, there's only a certain amount of people get goosebumps. Not everybody has that reaction, which I, I was mm. quite curious about. But apparently Michael Jackson would put these kind of, tones or not, whatever it was 
when when they were working on the production for some of his latter tunes that would induce that sensation of goosebumps. And uh, the reason he brought that up was because he'd signed a band called Let's Eat Grandma. And uh, and it was something that they were obsessed with, just trying to get this kind of production thing that whatever the science is behind it, it induces mm. and brings that 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 goosebump response, which is bananas if it's if it's for real. Yeah, that is that's. I would have never have thought you could distill it down to that sort of synthetic tone mm. to affect a person, but it. I mean, it happens. I I would. I would say in some ways, if I really like a song, I would imagine that sort of thing is happening. I might not be standing there thinking, well, I'm having goosebumps. But yeah, you get chills. I get chills from music. At least that still happens. Thank God my hearing is somewhat intact. You you mentioned being in the station wagon. Um, What, you know, was, was there, was there records on at home growing up? Yeah, I, I was lucky to be the youngest of three boys so i had two older brothers who were naturally inclined to be very competitive about what they wanted to listen to so by default as the youngest you you just assume i have your taste as well you know so i i was lucky they listened to a lot of bad stuff of course and we all do we we just can't help it if you like something it uh, stays with you but uh, there was a lot of music in the house. What sort of stuff? And records. Hmm? What sort of stuff? Well, if, if we heard something interesting, we lived two, two hours north of Miami. But there was a station there, uh, an FM station at night, that really was responsible for keeping us up to date with the British punk movement. Uh, they were responsible for instance my oldest brother uh bought uh, the velvet underground so hearing that in relation to my other brother's more prog rock tastes like jethro tull there was a good blend and there was always a lively discussion and uh i i think i've probably uh, made off with some of my brother's records now that i think about it i have to look can you can you remember like I mean just hearing the kind of I guess hearing British punk on the on the radio you know he's he's fast abrasive and you know and and aggressive and and to then go from that to hearing the Velvet Underground you know as a young lad like what what how did you interpret the Velvet Underground as a young lad because that's, that's pretty intense music well, I, the, I, I think at the time, as a young kid, I was probably telling my brother, that sounds like crap. Yeah. What are you, you know, what are you listening to, hearing it through the bedroom wall? But I really began to enjoy it the older I got. Uh, why it's an acquired taste for me, I, I guess it was just the timing, my age. But I love them now. You know, I, I I can play any of their records on any day. You know, you, you you might be like me. You play records seasonally. Yeah. There's there's really no set season for them. They put me into a good state of mind. Well, I just asked you something then regarding something you just touched upon there. So, 
you mentioned at the beginning when asked about how, how you know this year's been, and you said like you know you've had moments of panic, and it's you know it's been depressing at times. Um, I don't know if you're like me, um, insofar as if I'm feeling quite low. Like, I, do you are you happy to listen to low music and to work your way through them emotions, or do you then reach for you know something more upbeat to kind of lift the mood oh no i've traditionally if i'm feeling it i'll put on a pretty sad or depressing record yeah 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 um comforting right yeah yeah and it's bizarre what we reach for when the seasons change yeah it's uh i can kind of i'm looking over at my turntable right now but i can sort of see i have this stack you know it's uh it's growing but that that probably began in the springtime of last year yeah. and if i were to kind of flip through it i i'll be able to see when it changed over to summer really yeah yeah i haven't touched it they're just sort of uh, i put one down and they're piling up now so uh yeah nice. i hadn't thought about that it's sort of like a tree rings or something mm. for track three uh i'm going to ask you about the song that reminds you of your time at school please matt Mm, I think I answered uh, Roxy Music. You did. Uh, a great song called Beauty Queen. Uh, probably, I, I think that was a moment where I really was listening to what bass players contribute to a song. But because of my oldest brother, my oldest brother was the one that began to get into Roxy Music. And that's before I left, before I left home, so... I was aware of them, didn't have it in my collection, but eventually I would. Uh, and the song mentions a girl named Valerie, whom at the time, uh, well, it was a, 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 a childhood um, dalliance that didn't go far. So, Valerie. Was, uh, was Roxy a big band for you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Adore them. I think they're incredible. Really, one of my favorites. And so, to talk about school, like, how was school? School was okay. School was was all right. But if uh, when you say school, uh, are you referring to the university years or pre? I guess university. I, I, I guess a, a bit of all, really. But maybe pre-university. High school was all right. It was okay. I really kept to myself. I didn't have that many friends. So when I left to attend university here in Nashville, I was 17. And I was I was happy to get away, you know, South Florida. Was you a creative kid? Oh, well, I mean, I try to keep my hands busy. Sure. Yeah. Music? Art? What was you doing? Well, I was doing more art, painting, and drawing when I got to Vanderbilt. And getting back to your question, uh, within a few days of realizing how awful the student body was, I managed to get my hands on a fake ID and began to go to the local clubs. And those are some of the best friendships that came out of the early 80s here in town. 
instantly befriended, you know, the locals, the dreaded locals. Yeah. So, best thing that happened to me. Did you know what you wanted to be when you were at school? I thought I would be a school teacher, but by the time school ended, I was already fully involved in a band that was keeping moderately busy and um, didn't go back to get my teaching degree. So for a while, I thought I'd be a school teacher, but that didn't happen. Yeah. Rock and roll would do that, won't it? Yeah. The first song you remember buying from a record store, please, Matt. Okay, uh, I thought about that as well, and it was a wonderful little 7-inch by Billy Preston, Will It Go Round in Circles. Very uh, lively, optimistic song. Can you remember where you bought it? I bought it at Sears, early 70s. I think my parents every so often would give my brothers and I a few bucks, and they'd say, go pick out a single. Which was a great thing because we would all listen to the same stuff in the same room. So it was, it was cool, cool education. Um, and so, what are your? I mean, how important were record stores for you growing up, and how important are they for you now? Growing up, uh, we, my uh, Mark, middle brother, and I, we would drive to Fort Lauderdale to an amazing record chain called Peaches. And Peaches had a pretty large import section. And lucky for us, this, uh, this guy that was working there would always see us come in. We didn't go there often. It was a bit of a drive. But uh, he was responsible in my teens to point out things that he thought we might like in the import section of Peaches. Always enjoyed it. I would always open the records while my brother was driving home, get the smell, get the plastic off, you know. And what sort of stuff it. was that? Was that like kind of punk and like, like early new wave? When was this, like early 80s? Uh, I would say in 81, 82, yeah, early 80s. I, I do remember uh, walking in. I had never heard, never heard of them. Wouldn't have crossed my mind. I was already late to the Smiths, but he directed us to a hat full of hollow. And that was my introduction to, to them, which I, th I thought was an incredible record. That was my introduction to the Smiths as well, Hatful of Hollow. And it's, it's quite strange. I've had plenty of guests on this podcast that always reference that album. And it's not a an album as, a, a, well, it's not a, a studio album as such, is it? It's a compilation of yeah. live sessions and pill sessions and, and, and stuff, isn't right. it? Right. And I was really, I, I, I'd, never, I'd never heard of him. But this guy who was in his 20s, he was, he was adamant. He said, you have to buy this record. I want you to buy, because he knew we would just buy one record each. Yeah. And he put it right in my hand. There was no time to even look. He said, I, I guarantee you, you will like this. Yeah. And he was right. It was, um, a it, like you said, it's such a unique recording. It had a demo feeling yeah. of not fully fleshed out, but it still had such a great sound. The, the version of this charming man on there hasn't mm. got the little Johnny Marr lick at the beginning. It just comes straight in with the band. Yeah, it's like and, you're sitting in there and they're about to rehearse the song. It's, yeah. it's so cool. And, yeah. and when I, I heard that, obviously before I'd heard the actual 
release of this charming man. And then when I heard that, with obviously one of the greatest intros ever, that little Johnny guitar like mm. you know, lick, I was like, yeah. oh wow, what's this version? And obviously that's the version, yeah. but I was just so used to hearing it on Hatful of Hollow. And uh, yeah. yeah, what a wonderful record. I mean, when you know you're, you're touring around now, you know, are, are you one of the bands that you know whenever you turn up in a in another city, you'll go and find a record? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Store. It used to be the case. It's been so long since we've, well, not so long, but the last time we did a tour was early 2019. Mm -hmm. That was the last time we went overseas to travel and... There is so little time between when you get somewhere and get ready and get set up that it was only every so often that we would go to a record store. Yeah. Um, it did happen, and I did buy records, and I was really glad for what I found while traveling, but didn't take long to realize that traveling, touring, and keeping a record in good shape is, is hard to do. Yeah. So I quit doing it. Yeah. It just, I was coming home with stuff that was bent and, and, and messed up, so I couldn't do it anymore. You mentioned earlier um, hanging out with uh, the locals and, and, and clubs. For track five, I'm going to ask you the song that soundtracked your years in them clubs. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we used to have this really wonderful cavernous club called the Urban Lounge. Terrible name. But for Hillbilly Nashville, 1984, 85, 86, it was something to do on a, on a Friday night. And uh, a very nice DJ worked there. And uh, one night he played uh, the song Go by Tones on Tail. And I, 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 I was a fan, like a lot of people were, of, of Bauhaus. Had no idea that there had been a sort of a splinter group didn't know who they were. A uh, week went by. He played it again. And I thought, oh, this is such a cool song. It's really kind of subversive dance music. And I went out, found the album at our local record store, which was called Cats. And Cats also had a very good import section back in the day. It's weird, isn't it? How, like, growing up, all I was bothered about was getting a, you know imports from the u.s and right and, and everybody is vice, versa, is vice versa yeah it's uh, yeah. yeah okay 
Um, well, let's take you home uh, for track six. Uh, a favourite song from an artist from your own, uh, your home county, please, Matt. Okay. Uh, so county, you did mean county, I not did. country. I did. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And then, uh, again, of all the things, uh, I, I don't mean to bring it back to the band that I'm in, but this was before I joined Lamb Chop. Uh, I was visiting good friend of mine who was the engineer and producer of so many of the Lamb Chop records. And I, I was always hanging out with them. And this is before I knew Kurt and, and really hung out with any of them. And I went over there and he had just finished another day of recording uh, the tracks for the album, What Another Man Spills. And one song in particular really uh, just knocked me over called The Saturday Option which I've been lucky enough to play in the group from time to time. Favourite song. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, for the last track, you get to play uh, DJ and, uh, and turn someone on to something new. Um, for track seven, Matt, I'm going to ask you the song that many may not know that you would like them to hear, please. I would like for you to play a wonderful song called Shirley by an obscure band called Mirrors from Ohio. 1975 song. Mirrors is uh, spelled how, Matt? Oh, I'm sorry. M-I-R-R-O-R-S. Mirrors. Okay. I say it weird. Got that southern accent. <laughs> what could people expect from that? Well, uh... These guys were uh, Velvet Underground fanatics, and they had connections loosely to the band Per Ubu and the Electric Eels. They were part of that little family tree from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, and it's just a great song. It has uh, two distinct parts that are pretty exciting, especially in the lo-fi recording world. How did you discover it? Uh, about 10 years ago, a group came to town called the Styrenes, and the Styrenes featured members of Mirrors and the Electric Eels, and they played the song that night, and I remember really liking it. The next day, I visited a friend who had that single, and he put it on a CD for me, so it was sort of in my brain since then. Wow. And eventually, uh, when Lamb Chop did a recent uh, all-covers album, that was the one that I chose for us to do. So, Well, we put together a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast, Matt, and then we'll, uh, we'll add all the songs that we've, we've spoken about uh, on that, and people can then oh. go and listen to all your song choices. As we, we start a, a brand new year, um, what, are you, what are you looking forward to personally this year, um, you know, if, if we're being as hopeful as possible, um, and what's happening professionally? I can't wait for January 21st when President Biden... Assumes, <laughs> yeah. assumes the wheel of a ship that's been sabotaged terribly. Yeah. Uh, I know that everyone in the UK feels like that as well. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's breathtaking what I hear every day. Uh, you'll be seeing this week some real shit being pulled by fellow Americans to to try to contest the election. It's going to be painful to watch. But January 21st will hopefully be a real a real dynamic change. Yeah. And to get this uh, this pandemic under control. Yeah, it'd be nice to get rid of that, wouldn't it? It's been a bit of a bummer, that. Yeah, because that's uh, a real hindrance to some of the things that I hope we, we should have been doing already, which is getting together and playing music and and uh, just being pals, yeah, making stuff. Hanging out. Hanging out, yeah. Absolutely. Matt, um, you know, let, let, there's, there's, there's vaccinations happening, so fingers crossed, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a much brighter year this year and, you know, live music will resume, you know. Hangouts will happen, and uh, you know who knows. There could even be music festivals this year. Let's let's remain positive and hope that all of these things happen, and the creative industry, you know, gets back to doing what it does best, which is giving people joy. Um, Matt, thanks so much for your time, man. It's been it's been really nice hanging out and chatting, and uh, and well, I look forward to people too. getting to hear this. Well, thank you. It's a it's a pleasure to meet you, and very nice to talk to you. I don't have many people to talk to nowadays, so. Well, you're going to have Thanks this conversation with a lot of people because it's going to be coming out soon. And, uh, and trust me, people are going to enjoy it. So thank you very, very much, Matt. Thank you, Stu. There you go. Oh, what an absolutely wonderful guy. We carried on having a right old natter after that. We, we, uh, we touched on uh, some, yeah, we, we, had a, we had a rant about um, Trump. Then we had a rant about uh, Boris, and then oh, we had a, we ended up ranting about Tony Blair. We had a right old rant, and uh, and yeah, and we spoke about some great music. And uh, he he showed me a a wonderful record by a Mancunian band called The Drones that I'd never heard of. So uh, I'm off to check that out now. I'm recording this intro as soon as like literally just after we've finished the chat. So I'm going to go and um, get stuck into the drones and see what um, that's all about. And yeah, and so uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so over on Patreon. It's, uh, I mean, anything to do with the podcast, www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I've got an announcement. Save our souls clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? Because they're our official sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale. You're going to love it. So they've decided they want to be our sponsor, which is amazing. And what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing. So here's a little bit of blurb. So they've only been going a year. And they're based in South End on Sea, just up the road from me. They put the company together based on a a love of tattoos and alternative music. And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. In addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. 
and they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, go and check them out, because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast, and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done, is they've given you 15% off. So, if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code, Beat15, B-E-A-T-1-5, and that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk, official sponsors of Off The Beat and Track Podcast. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It means stew with it. Eat it, boy.